Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 914. Keep the mind of the student and always be learning. You don't always know everything and keeping the mind of the student helps you keep an open mind. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm a revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Chris Walters. Hey, Chris, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I sure am, Mark. Here we go. Chris Walters is the Director of Marketing at Jay Leno's Garage Advanced Vehicle Care. Jay Leno isn't only known for his long comedy career. He's a serious automotive enthusiast with a large and eclectic collection of classic and vintage automobiles. He recently launched a complete line of surface care products, and that's where Chris comes into the picture. Chris is a lifelong automotive enthusiast with an obsession for air-cooled Volkswagens and a passion for protecting and preserving all forms of automotive heritage. He was the business products developer and sales at System 51 for six years prior to joining Jay Leno's Garage in 2016 to help them launch and promote their new and exciting brand. You'll find the entire car care line at Leno's Garage, and be sure to catch Jay Leno's Garage on YouTube and NBC TV. So, Chris, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little more about your career and a very obvious passion for taking care of automobiles? Yeah, absolutely, Mark. You know, hey, that's an awesome intro from you. Um, you know, it. Uh, we uh, have started, you know, um, with the uh, whole J project and, you know, that, that's a, a big thing for us, but, you know, my past lies really in taking care of cars, rebuilding cars, restoration. I haven't done it as a trade per se, but uh, more as a hobby. And, and that's kind of the way I like to keep it, you know, with work and everything, we focus on the car care chemicals and how do we protect paint and coatings and all that good stuff and all the new technology that's coming out. And that's kind of, you know, just the top layer. I look at that as kind of just the cake decorator. I really like to get my hands dirty. Um, you know, I've restored a number of cars from all the way from high school through now. And I really have a passion for cars and, you know, making them look great. Now, most people would say, how the heck did you go from what you were doing before to getting involved with a guy like Jay Leno? Because he's got such a presence and everybody in the car world knows about Jay Leno's garage, his cars. And I think it's neat that he's finally gotten to a point where he said, you know what? I'm going to create my own line of car care to take care of all these wonderful vehicles and I'm going to share it with the world. How did you get involved with Jay? Yeah, you know, that's a that's a quite a long story. Um, you know, we have been involved with Jay now for a number of years, but, you know, uh, on different facets. And you're absolutely right. He's kind of known in, in the car world as Don. You know, obviously everyone knows him from The Tonight Show and his comedy career. But I think more so now he's even known for being just the, the quintessential car guy. And I sit back and I think the same thing. Like, I still sit and talk with Jay at times and I'm thinking to myself, man, how did I get to this point? How did I get here? And I'm talking with Jay. You know, it just is, it's so strange, but it's kind of a long story, but I'll start from the beginning. I worked for, as you mentioned in the intro, a business called System 51. We were a, a small blending company based out of Southern California. We worked together. When I say we, I have a partner named Jeremy. We grew up together, in fact, played football together, you know, all the way from grade school, all the way through high school, so on and so forth. So we were family friends. 
he had the business with his father, System 51, and they had been involved with Jay a couple of times throughout the years from the early 2000s. They were promoting their new water-based polishing compounds. They were pushing a one-step polishing system where you didn't have to change through multiple different polished compounds. And they had met Jay at a at a fair, or not a fair, but I want to say a swap meet. And they were doing some product demonstrations. Jay showed some interest. But again, this was early 2000s. This was kind of before YouTube, early to mid-2000s. So before YouTube had really exploded into what it is today and they were filming content for Jay's website jaylenosgarage.com and got the opportunity to come show the polish and the compound you know Jay's an awesome guy that way he'll help the little guy um you know hey come out to the garage we'll film some stuff show us what it's all about all that fun stuff and so they took Jay up on that offer went down to Burbank to the garage showed him what the polish and the compound was all about and that kind of was that very first moment from there we stayed involved with the garage you know they had an in-house detailer they also, we're getting products from pretty much everybody, you know, all the big names. Um, everyone kind of wants to be involved with Jay's Garage for obvious reasons, especially when it comes to car care. So we stayed involved over the years, providing product. We'd make a couple trips down there a few times a year to work with the detailer, see if he had any questions. They weren't, you know, solely using our product by any means, but we had a somewhat of a little bit of a relationship with the guys who worked there at the garage. If you guys, if anybody's familiar with Jay's garage, Jay has his garage there, but he's got a, a small team of guys who help manage the cars for him. And when I say manage, I mean, you know, they're working whether they're building custom parts for it that, you know, because the car's so old, they can't be just found on the shelf. So they've got to remanufacture these parts or, you know, a couple of mechanics that are helping rebuild engines and doing general maintenance. He's got a couple of painters, so on and so forth. So we stayed involved with these guys throughout the years. And we got a call a few years ago now, I want to say five or six years. That's when I kind of first started with System 1, me per System 51, me personally. Got the phone call from the shop foreman. His name's Bernard. He gave us a call, said, hey, you know, we no longer have a detailer in-house. We need somebody here who can help keep the cars clean. Can you recommend anybody? And Jeremy got that phone call and uh, said, yeah, let me see what I can do. I'll give you a call back. Quickly ran over to me and said, hey, Jay Leno's Garage is calling. They're looking for a detailer. Uh, what do we do? And we both looked at each other and said, you know, we can't pass this up. We've got to uh, take that as the opportunity. And so we called him back, said, yeah, you know what? We do know. We'll be happy to head out there. And remind you, this wasn't something that was part of our business model as um, we were running System 51. We merely focused on producing product and developing product mm -hmm. uh, manufacturing, but we didn't do the actual detailing ourselves as far as a business. But when somebody like Jay calls, we got to kind of hop on that opportunity. We didn't know where it would go, what it would take us, but obviously he's a huge name in the automotive industry. It'd be dumb to hand it off to somebody else. So we started doing that. We headed over, took a look at kind of what was in front of us and realized, man, this is a massive collection, but nothing insurmountable, you know? So we kind of started taking a look at what it would require and you know, that kind of started us on this path. We were doing that, uh, at least on the path of, of the brand under Jay's name. We were heading there, 
cleaning cars, all that fun stuff. And, and that was all well and good. Things were going fine with System 51. But, you know, there's a bunch of windshield time driving back and forth between Orange County here in Southern California all the way out to Burbank. You know, it's it's a 50-mile trek as the crow flies. But mm-hmm. with L.A. traffic, man, you're talking two hours, sometimes two and a half hours. So yeah. it's a lot of windshield time for Jeremy and I. And we kept talking, you know, maybe what if, what if, you know, what if we put, you know, propose the idea, if we could make the product for Jay, but he put his name on it. And, you know, how cool would that be? We think it would do so well. And, you know, it was always this, this grand idea and this grand dream. And one day we kind of mustered up the courage to, to ask one of the guys on the production team. And he said, you know, this was now, uh, we kind of fast forward a few years. So this is now YouTube was getting bigger. The t- the show had just cracked a million followers on YouTube and CNBC at the time was just picking up the TV show and starting production on that. So kind of looked at that as a good opportunity to propose the idea to Jay and say, hey, would you be willing to join this co-venture with us? We've got the product knowledge and the know-how and the capability to make awesome detailing products. You've got a killer brand that people respect, you know, obviously showing off the history and the heritage of automotive history, culture, all of that. Mm -hmm. What if we melded those together? You think that could be a a good business venture? And lo and behold, he kind of thought about it for a second and, you know, his J-Way and then, you know, said, yeah, let's try it out um, and, and see where it goes. And that was now four years ago when all that happened. Took a few years to kind of get everything squared away as far as uh, contracts and all that legal fun stuff, but then also kind of the strategy of how we were going to attack it, how we were going to go to market. You know, we didn't want it to to just try to be this overnight success and have it fail. So we kind of looked at some ways to go to market with that. But, you know, to answer your question, that kind of brings us up to speed on how we got from making chemicals and, and boxing our own boxes and filling our own bottles and hand labeling everything. And we're still doing all of that fun stuff. But, um, you know, we kind of just stayed around the ball a little bit as we got the opportunity to work with Jay and asked and were polite and worked hard and, you know, just kind of kept our nose to the grindstone. And um, I think it paid off well for us, you know, but that's kind of the story of what got us from point A to point B as far as it, you know, in regards to Jay. Sure, sure. Well, when opportunity meets preparation, sounds like that story, what some people call luck, but luck really has nothing to do with it. You were there at the right time and jumped on an opportunity. Great story. Thanks for sharing all that. And as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is something that has some meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So Chris, take the wheel. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I mentioned Jeremy before and, you know, he and I playing football growing up. And one thing that kept us closer was uh, his dad was our football coach for a number of years growing up and we both played defense. And it was the saying from Jeremy's dad was always be around the ball. And through to this day, we still tie a lot of things back to sports and, and sports analogies. And being around the ball always meant when you were playing football, no matter what, even if you get knocked down and the ball's on the other side of the field, get up and start running towards that ball as fast as you can because you never know if you're around the ball, guy might get hit, 
might fumble, you pick it up, you run it back, who knows, you might run it back for a touchdown. But what you won't do, uh, you definitely won't run that touchdown back if you get knocked down and you just kind of sit there on your bum and uh, wallow in your sorrows type thing about, oh man, I missed that play. If you get up, bust your butt, get to that ball, you never know what opportunities might await you. Stay on the ball. I love it. It's awesome. Well, let's go back into your history a little bit and have you share a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment as you remember it when you realized you were indeed a car guy? You know, I guess it's kind of been ingrained in me, to be honest. My father was a Ford line mechanic growing up before he became a a police officer here in Los Angeles. So, and you know, he drag raced here in Southern California legally back in the uh, uh, late 60s and early 70s. And part of that racing heritage that is so familiar with the Southern California car culture, I just grew up with, you know, we were always going to car shows, always talking about my first car growing up and what we would do. We always wanted to restore something. And I think I was about 13 years old. We were on a uh, skiing trip with the family up to Utah, a mountain called Brian Head. And uh, we were driving through the town there and there was a 53 Chevy pickup sitting on the side of the road. I had seen a number of cars, but obviously at the time, 13 years old, I hadn't seen everything. And the lines of that pickup truck, now granted, it was a, a rusty, crusty, what you would call patina now. It had a flatbed, it had tractor tires on it, but that cab, that five window cab, the circle headlights, that grill, there was something about that pickup truck that I just fell in love with. I told my dad, hey, that's the car. You know, we're always talking about, oh, we'd like to restore something. And I said, that's the one. So, you know, at 13 years old, went and called the guy who was selling the car. He wanted, I think, $1,000 for the truck at the time. I talked him down to, I think, 750 bucks. And before we knew it, we ended up going back to Southern California to pick up a trailer. And before we knew it, you know, we're driving back picking up this 53 Chevy pickup truck and towing it back to California. And I think that was the first moment where it was like that set in for me is cars were going to be my thing, (laughs) you know, and just kind of it, it all through high school was part of, you know, in, uh, uh, auto shop class, rebuilding engines, all of that stuff, but always seemed to excel in that. And like I said, and mentioned before, you know, that was, I always like to kind of tear things down. I like the mechanical side of things and always, you know, how to make things faster. How can we uh, put two more carburetors on the thing and maybe put some forced induction and see how quick we can make a go-kart go type of thing, you know? Absolutely. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure that you faced along the way. The most important part of these times in our lives are the lessons they teach us. So tell us how that specific experience helped you gain even more momentum in your career and your business. I think the biggest thing for to tie everything back to Jay, I don't mean to do that, but this was a big project, especially in the last five years or so, a part of our lives. Just that whole entire process of getting to this point and and bringing it to market, you know, the challenging part was, you know, we've got this awesome opportunity with this awesome brand, but nothing was ever written in stone, you know, so there's this whole what if and this kind of maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't, we got to see if it's going to possibly be successful. And, you know, there's a lot of back and forth. And from when we pitched it to Jay to actual inception last year, 2016, I think it took three, three and a half years worth of time to get everything 
ironed out to get, you know, kind of the process and, and the strategy and all the legal stuff laid out. And for us, that process, that time was, you know, just incredibly challenging in the fact that it was, you know, emotionally draining. You're looking forward to something so much and how awesome it would be and, you know, just a great opportunity and we could do such a great job with this. And, you know, a couple of times through it, it looked like it might slip through our hands. But at the end of the day, it all came through. Everything kind of gelled together and boom, before we knew it, you know, we got the okay. Everything was signed off on and now it was time to execute. That, I think, was the biggest challenge for us, just that time and being patient. Another mantra is, you know, good things come to those who wait. Staying on the ball it sounds like the answer yep, to that one. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. let's. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. Now, you kind of just explained a very big aha moment, obviously, but is there one that stands out for you that you'd share? Yeah, I think when it was, for me personally, when I when I made the switch and started working for Jeremy and his dad here at System 51, prior to that, I had worked for a, a sales and service firm um, that provided sales service for, you know, large Fortune 500 companies and fulfillment services, all sorts of stuff. And it was a great job. There was security there, health benefits, all of that good stuff. But at the same time, there wasn't a, a ton of room for growth, but also that kind of that existential of, you know, what are you doing? What are you leaving behind? Is there any legacy in any of this work? You know, and that I think for me was kind of the aha moment when I when I made the switch. It was always, you know, I'd like to leave a lasting impression somehow, some way. And how can I do that? And to me, the answer to that was build your own empire, so to speak. Where's that opportunity going to come from? And, and that switch from System 51, from what I was doing prior that was kind of what landed that for me is like, here's an opportunity to take something from the ground. We kind of talk about it as ground up. Here's an opportunity to take something from beginnings and build it. You'll never get an opportunity like this again type of thing. So to me, that was the challenge, but that was the aha moment was here's something for you to shape and mold. And how can we do it with the resources that we have and kind of step on top of it? Very nice. Bold move. How about a proudest career moment? I would assume you've had many of those. Launching this new brand certainly must have made you feel pretty good, but is there one that stands out for you? You know, I think you hit the nail on the head, to be honest, is there was a lot of anticipation last uh, November as we were prepping and, and getting ready to launch this. The fact that it, it came out and, and was a success, we weren't sure how it was going to be received, especially in this category, car care and detailing. It's a lot of apprehension. It's a, a very crowded space. And we weren't sure, you know, how people were going to receive Jay putting his name on a bottle, if it was just going to be perceived as a money grab or um, if people would really hear what we were trying to tell them and kind of hear the story that we've been talking about today of, you know, this isn't just a uh, some licensing deal that Jay slapped his name on and, and we're you know, trying to get rich quick. This is a really a small business that we're in startup phase and we are trying to deliver some of what we think is the best detail chemical out there. And, you know, the proudest part of it was that it was well received and people were open and want to try it and want to see what it was all about. And I think, you know, the proudest moment of all that is when the uh, customer review started coming back because, you know, it kind of takes a, a little bit. People got to get it and try it. But when the review started coming back that oh, this is some really good stuff, this isn't just Jay putting his name on it. And people started to kind of, oh, man, 
this is really good. And that affirmation, you know, of what we're doing, we're on the right track, we're doing the right things. That was really a very proud moment for us. Most definitely. Well, what was your first really special car? And tell me a little bit about that vehicle. Absolutely. As we talked, you know, definitely a air-cooled Volkswagen guy. After my first car, my that Chevy pickup, I ended up buying a, a 71 Volkswagen Beetle from my uncle. And that kind of started me on this sickness, I would call it. Got the bug for bugs and really liked the way that they looked, um, liked the ingenuity and the minimalist kind of approach to an automobile. And quickly realized that my 71 model year was just about one of the ugliest Volkswagens. Now, arguably, I'm sure people have their own opinions, but I like the early 60s, late 50s to early 60s era of Mm -hmm. them. Just some different styling cues with headlights and fenders and size of the window and so on and so forth. I really, you know, as I was looking at magazines with that 71, I I just don't really like this, the way the 71 looks. I still restored it. I put my touch on it, had some fun with it through high school, but I ended up selling it. And then I had a couple of daily commuter cars, so on and so forth, that drove around. Those were great. But about five years ago, I got the opportunity to buy another Volkswagen Beetle. This one was a 1963, and it's the current one that I have. And the 63, for me, that's the year that I like. It's got the big rear window. It's got the fender, front fenders and the turn signals that I like. And, you know, I like the American spec bumpers with the overriders and everything like that. So... I saw that car, had the opportunity to do it, but the only problem was, you know, it was just a shell. It didn't have any fenders in it, didn't have an engine, but it was straight. And if you know Volkswagens, it didn't have any rust in it. You know, the floor pan was good. So it was good bones. And I knew that if I'm going to find something, I'm going to have to work on it. I'm not interested in buying something already completed. I'd like it for the hobby. Mm -hmm. And so for the last five years, I've been working on this car And I'd say that's my most special car that I've had so far. I mean, I've taken this one all the way down to bare metal and doing it myself. Aside from, you know, I took it to a sandblaster to have it taken down to metal. Um, But, you know, just order parts slowly and surely, work with it, um, you know, over the weekends with my dad in the garage, um, you know, sent it out to paint, had it painted, and it just is very cool. We just kind of tore it all down. And I think because it was a a shell to begin with, it was just kind of, we were building, you know, our own masterpiece, my dad and I, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, And so I think for that connection there, that uh, experience and being able to, you know, work hand in hand with my dad on it makes it just really a special car for me. Very fortunate you get to do that with your father, most definitely. Absolutely. How about a car you've let go? Is there a seller's remorse in your life? Yes, as a matter of fact, there is. You know, right now, my current commuter car is a uh, Chevy Volt. And I know, uh, you know, it's just a step above a Prius, I would say, for car guys. <laughs> but the car that I had before that, if I'm not a, a Volkswagen is my first, where my, my heart lies first, but a close second is uh, Mopar. I really like, you know, what the guys, with, what they're doing at Dodge and um, have for a long time. I had their Chrysler 300C, but the SRT8 version of that. So it had, you know, 415 horsepower, I want to say, you know, a nice 6.1 liter naturally aspirated V8, Hemi V8, might I add. So I love that car. It had a lot of what it kind of was a nice, it was 
a little bit of the beginning, that resurgence of, you know, that, that power coupe that everyone was doing, um, or not coupe rather, but power sedan. I think Cadillac came out with their V around the same time, that CTSV. And there's just something about that car having nice leather seats, full four doors, a full size trunk, but then that exhaust note every time you started it up. But that was the car that I had before I had my Chevy Volt. And I remember selling that car thinking, I'm transitioning to this Chevy Volt. Everything's great for gas mileage, so on and so forth, but I'm really going to miss that V8. And it's been a year and a half now, and I still really miss that V8. <laughs> yeah, what were you thinking? <laughs> exactly. There's not a morning I don't wake up, and when I press that power button and there's no sound, yeah. that's all well and good, but it doesn't it doesn't tickle my heartstrings like the... Uh, that exhaust rumble, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. I'll have to send you a cassette tape with motor sound. You can listen to it while you're driving. Exactly. Maybe that would work. Yeah. Well, what are you excited <laughs> and fired up right now? What are you guys working on there at Jay Leno's Garage that has you fired up? Right now, we, as, as boring as this might sound, it, but it really does have us fired up, is educational content. Um, you know, we've spent the last year building the brand out as far as supply offerings and getting all the kind of categories of detail supply filled out with the things we've developed. And we're working now on how to, but incorporating the J element into that. So I think there's a ton of content out there on YouTube in this e-commerce world People can kind of go and figure out how to detail a car anywhere. We've got an opportunity, a unique one, with Jay, where we can tie some comedy into it and make some things kind of interesting. So we just got it done with a an idea meeting with Jay, talking through some of the, the concepts and how we want to approach it and how we want to tackle it. But that's on the horizon for 2018. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Chris. If you were a car, what kind of car would Chris be and why? Hmm. I'd say that 300C with the uh, SRT engine in it is, you know, it's unassuming from the outside, but, you know, got a big, strong heart. Definitely uh, got the power to pull through almost anything. Nice. Very well thought through. Well, Chris, up (laughs) next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah! sponsors. Buying a gift for an automotive enthusiast is really hard. I know because I'm one of those, and whenever my friends or family wants to buy me something, I usually say it's a brand new car. Well, that's not going to happen. But you know what? My friends at Covercraft have a solution. This year, they have Covercraft gift cards. You can buy one for anybody on your shopping list, and they can use it to buy anything they want from Covercraft.com. There's all sorts of great things to choose from, from car covers, seat covers, dash covers, sunscreens, front-end protection, floor mats, even canine covers, work truck covers, and and power sports covers. So just go to Covercraft.com. You can order one in any denomination, put it under the tree, stick it in the stocking, and your automotive enthusiast is going to be happy for many years to come. That's Covercraft.com, Covercraft gift cards. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage, are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes 
for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. All right, Chris, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, righty tidy, lefty loosey. Ah, uh, you know what? My dad taught me that. I still use it to this day. So, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a great one. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your many successes over the years? List making, especially now in, in the phase that we're in, there's a lot going on and being a small business, you got to wear a lot of hats. And sometimes it helps to just grab the whiteboard and start blowing out lists and kind of helps uh, organize those thoughts, you know? Absolutely. Great practice to have. Now, how about a resource? There's lots of great resources these days. Is there one or two that you think our listeners should pay attention to? Google.com. No, um, really, um, there, it really is pretty amazing how much information is out there and, and to try to pick out just one would be difficult. You know, there, if you dig hard enough, especially if it's car related, there's somebody out there who's an expert and there's a ton of forum boards out there. And it's just so cool that you're able to nowadays share information that, and it's at your fingertips. Really, I know that's kind of a a blanket statement, but it depends on what your fancy is, I would say. And, you know, for me, Google and, and YouTube have just been a, a huge resource in, in, in learning different skills that I never knew and then realize, oh, maybe it isn't so difficult. Absolutely. And Google owns YouTube, so it's all one big happy family there. So exactly, you made right. my son very happy. He works at Google, so uh, he's smiling right now as he tells nice. me every time I ask him a question, Dad, just Google it. <laughs> so, exactly. It's getting uh, to that point. You know? It is that point. If I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? I'd probably say Lee Iacocca. Oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah. the Ford era, you know, where he took, I mean, such an iconic time in, in automotive history and, and what he did with that Ford brand with, you know, the Mustang and the, and the Cobra and all of that, just to be able to pick his brain a little bit in some of those ideas and, and marketing. And he was just a genius with that stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty strong guy. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? You know what? Yes, I'm reading one right now. There's two. So I've got two. One is Mastery from Robert Greene. And then the other is, uh, there's two actually by Jim Collins. Good to Great is the one that I'm listening to right now um, that I, I really like. Some you know really strong lessons out of both of those books. I tell you, yeah, Jim Collins, Good to Great will benefit you in many ways with this new company you're involved with here. Uh, there's another great one by Michael Gerber called The E-Myth that I would suggest you read as well, which is great for young upstart companies. They're all available, audible, I should say, audio, yes. But I'll also remind our listeners you can find links to all these great resources Chris has shared on his Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Chris Walters, and that page will pop up with a link. And there's another great place on the website called Guest Recommended Books, where these books and all the great recommendations by the inspiring automotive enthusiast guests I've had on the show, the past 913 of them, will be listed there. And I've made it real easy for you to just click and go by. All right, Chris, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. 
If you could have only one very cool collector car in your garage, I don't care what it costs because I'm buying, so don't worry about that. Money's no object today, but you got to keep it. you got to drive it. You've got to enjoy it. What's it going to be? I'd have to uh, say, Mark, that the Plymouth Superbird is probably uh, the one that sticks out in my mind if I'd had to choose one. They were way popular then, and that's a little bit before my time, but there's just something about how cool that car is and, and the heritage, that, that nose cone, the wing, um, and then obviously the Hemi power. It, yeah. You can't beat it. You know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, here's a guy who likes VW Bugs and Beetles, and he's picked a car that is like the complete opposite of that. It's a giant car. I mean, the thing was designed for NASCAR racing. They put that huge nose on there and a wing that was almost just silly looking at the time. But it was a huge hit. And, of course, it had the giant motor in it. I think they ran a, a 426 Hemi V8 in that car. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, you surprised me today. Yeah, you know, when you're a Volkswagen guy, you know, horsepower isn't always synonymous with Volkswagen. And just because they're not quick or fast, and you can make them quick and fast, but, um, you know, sometimes it, it takes some American muscle. And I think that's the uh, quintessential American muscle car right there, you know. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Well, Chris, you've taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed learning more about you and this new brand that you're launching along with Jay Leno, your surface care products. Fantastic. Uh, kudos to you and the team for the success that you guys have uh, seen so far. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the listeners. Is there one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer our listeners before you rip off? And I mean rip off into the sunset in that Plymouth Superbird. You know, I think I'd say keep the mind of the student and always be learning. You don't always know everything and keeping the mind of the student it helps you keep an open mind and and uh, it's, it's not always easy to do. You kind of get stuck in your ways, but if you can keep that open mind, you'll be amazed at kind of what you weren't expecting to, to fall into your lap. Absolutely. I like that. Keep the mind of the student. Very, very important. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more and keep track of you and Jay Leno's Garage Advanced Vehicle Care Products? Well, you can always uh, head over to the website, obviously, lenosgarage.com. Um, you can subscribe to our mail list there um, where we're always sending out, you know, weekly specials and, and sales, all that fun stuff. Um, you can find us on social media. If you're on Instagram, um, we're, we're uh, real popular on the Instagram app, um, lenos underscore garage. And um, obviously, if you know, if you go touch pretty much anything, Jay Leno, um, you'll be able to uh, reach us from somewhere. But yeah, those are probably the two main two main ways to reach us. Absolutely. Well, listeners, again, I'll make sure you can find links to everything Chris has shared on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to my website, CarsYeah.com, type in Chris Walters. That page will pop up. I would encourage you to check out this newish line of car care products. No doubt if they're involved with the Leno name, they are absolutely fantastic. Chris, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the Car Show listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. 
Com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! 